Hi again, Attorney Steve Vondran, and welcome back to the Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, Attorney Steve Vondran, Licensed Practice Law, California and Arizona. This is some general information on a question that pops up quite frequently in our practice, in our intellectual property area of law, and that is the software licensing audits, okay? This has become a pretty big deal. Um, Companies are out, software companies, Microsoft, Autodesk, Adobe, you know, different companies are out enforcing their software Rights. They're basically their intellectual property rights. So these software companies create programs that basically help businesses run. And these software companies have got together in an industry trade group. Okay, this is an industry trade group. And they've got together and formed a group. And one of their missions is to basically, what I say is to police the, police the marketplace And I use that in the general sense of the word because they are not law enforcement. They are industry trade group. So they get together to police the the marketplace looking for pirates, software pirates, companies that are using their software without paying for it. Okay, so this has become a big deal. So we're going to discuss just generally the Business Software Alliance, what it is. And and this is only one of the trade groups. There are others, um, but this being the the main one with the biggest software companies. I think one of the stats I read was the companies that make up the BSA um, sell about 75% of the business software in the world. So, you know, these are giant mammoth behemoth word I love. In other words, behemoth is just a great word to say. Um, just large companies. So, you know, they're looking out. They, like, they of course, they protect their software programs. They have a lot of companies using it. They just want to make sure companies are paying for it, okay? Now, lots of times you have lots of different situations that arise in these, in these software audits. Um, I find there, while there are some companies that don't pay for software um, at all, (laughs) Um, or maybe instances of the software that we're dealing with, you know, maybe it's Microsoft um, Cal Exchange licenses or Cal Server licenses, these, these Cal's where you need these licenses to access servers that you have. I mean, you would, you would think that, well, maybe you would just get the right to access a server, but you don't. So you have to get your Cal licenses. So, you know, this is a thing that can pop up. Um, oftentimes when companies are merging, this issue will pop up. Um, oftentimes when companies are growing, this can pop up inadvertently where you bring on new users, new servers, somebody brings in a new server and your IT guy sets up another another workstation, another network for people. So there's lots of different ways that these things pop up, but the Business Software Alliance is a trade organization that's out there to make sure you're paying for what you're using, okay? If you ask them, if you read some of their um, websites, there's millions and millions and millions of dollars of infringed, non-paid software using for. So they do have law firms that will go out, intellectual property law firms, that will go out and try to basically collect and enforce these licenses and collect money for the company. So this is a what what I would call a profit center or a recovery center. So as a company that gets one of these letters, you are basically trolling into the lion's den. You're going to be 
taking on and dealing with some experienced, in in most cases that I've seen, uh, very experienced attorneys and know what they're doing. They know what the federal copyright law is. They're going to be touting that around in your face. They're going to be talking about willful infringement. They're going to be threatening federal lawsuits. Um, I had one attorney tell me, you know, that, uh, hey, you know, we could do a raid here. We could raid them. And I was like, okay, you know, how's that worked out in the past? So, uh, but typically, you know, raids are something that we have that that I haven't personally dealt with, but it's something that you can Google and you can actually read about that. So it's not a, you know, you know, far fetched, unbelievable concept. It could happen in the right situation or right setting where where I would say we have a lot of infringement or very solid evidence of the infringement. So so the Software Alliance, they're out there patrolling. Um, they may oftentimes, uh, let's start back a little bit, but you may have seen ads for the Business Software Alliance. You may have seen them on billboards. You may have seen them. Uh, we have seen them. Uh, it was either them or uh, another industry trade group. I thought it was them. Um, on Facebook, advertising on Facebook. So, you know, billboards, internet marketing, you know, report your boss, bust your boss, nail your boss. You know, this is your chance to be a whistleblower, basically. You can come in and uh, tell on your boss and make some money and and, and basically scratch your vindictiveness, scratch your, uh, your anger. You have a chance to get back at somebody, you know. So there's a lot of, and I'm not saying that's how the ads read, but let's be honest, at the end of the day, it seems to me that that's sort of what the message is. You can get them back and you can do a good deed because you're enforcing copyrights of, of our big companies. So that's typical what you see. Uh, lots of times there, Therefore, um, due to these ads or, um, you know, somebody telling them, hey, you can do this, um, you may you may get somebody that then goes out and then and then you have information. The BSA or its representatives gets this information and they say, you know, company A over there, um, let's say it's a, a small engineering firm. Um, it's how we have some information that they're downloading illegal software, downloading illegal software, pirates, pirate flags should burst into your mind at this point. I'm joking, but, uh, they're downloading illegal, uh, illegal auto desk copies and, and they're using them. Um, crack codes are using crack codes to get in and use the software, or they've just merged and they don't have all their cow licenses. There's 150 users that aren't, that aren't accessing, that don't have the cow license to access a server. So a lot of these things uh, are going on, or you get an ex-employee that's disgruntled and says, you know, I was there. I know they didn't have the receipts for that software. I know they didn't have it, or better yet, maybe they even took the receipts. You never know. Things like this do happen, by the way. So you have all sorts of different scenarios where the company will get what I refer to as the love letter. Now, I say that in, in jest, but it's a letter basically saying, aha, we almost caught you here. We think we have something. We think we can resolve this informally. But however, you know, it's a ton of money for infringement. You know, uh, it's per per piece copied. You know, it's going to be a huge fee and a fine. And, and you know, uh, give us a call. You know, so um, the question becomes, well, what do you do? It's Business Software Alliance. And that's, again, giant trade industry, established intellectual property lawyers. The question becomes, what do you do? Um, Is a raid possible? You know, what's going to happen? They're going to shut down your business. Is this going to go on their website? Now, we have had 
one firm tell us, hey, um, you know, if you don't want the BSA to go on the uh, website, you know, you can pay us, a, well, I think what he told me, five to seven. You pay me five to seven thousand for confidentiality. I was like, really? So we have to pay you an extra fee for confidentiality. But these are the kinds of things you can expect. Um, some people think, well, you know, the person on the phone was so nice. I mean, it seemed like they really wanted to work with me. I think I'll just handle this myself. Okay. And then when you get down to the settlement part where they're asking about confidentiality and they're wanting, you know, let's say they want 10, 20,000 for confidentiality, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Oh, well, we guess we're already kind of in this. Well, I don't know what to do. So as a, as a company, as I tell people, you can do this yourself, just like anything else in law. You can do your own taxes. You can go to court. You can go to federal court and represent yourself in a federal copyright suit. The judge will let you in, assuming you're following the rules and everything. Sure. So, But the question is, do you want to hire a seasoned professional uh, firm, a firm that's handled this, to get in and you know do a couple things? Number one, get, get this a get this to be confidential. You know, you want these um, negotiations, your settlement discussions as you're going through and, you know, you don't know what's going to be revealed. You need to get some degree of confidentiality going. Um, and, and just going back to my point, um, there is there is a spot where, where these software trade groups will post news. This is newsworthy to them. And it tells everybody else in the marketplace, hey, we just we just caught ABC company. Um, we just settled with them. It was a big case and, you know, blah, 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 i.e. Uh, this company was a bunch of pirates and you should think twice about using them, I think is probably the message to be read in between there. So you don't want that. You don't want those kinds of things. So you want a firm that's going to get in these trenches and fight uh, explore all your defenses, put confidentiality in place to the extent the FRE Rule 408 can protect you or confidentiality agreements um, that are agreed to, to the extent you can get these things in place for protections. You need to do it. Um, and then again, we are our firm is litigators. We are litigators. We have litigated in state courts, federal courts, um, I've done a bunch of administrative uh, hearing type cases. So, you know, we are we are a firm that knows how to fight. We know how to negotiate. We don't roll over. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think if you handle it yourself, I think you'll you'll see um, you'll see that it's not quite as simple uh, as it would seem. So, you know, we've had people and, you know, I've, I've told them my two cents on the case and they go forward and try to do it. And um, every now and then, I think they're probably, uh, they probably work something out, but a lot of times we'll get them coming back going, you know, I should not have done this. It was not. And now it's taking up a ton of my time. They're asking for this, that, and the other. Now I'm, I'm feeling like I'm deep in on it. Now I'm feeling I'm not in a comfortable area. So why don't you take it over? I said, well, we offered low flat rate fees in the first place. So we try to make it as affordable and as painless as possible to have a, you know, an IP firm helping you get this case resolved. So the Business Software Alliance, you know, they're out, they, they will settle these cases. Um, sometimes people ask, do they file lawsuits? Yeah, I think you can find some lawsuits if you go through the PACER, which is the online federal court system. If you go through, I'm sure you'll find a few cases that are filed. Um, in general, we have found that um, they they are willing to settle these, but the question becomes on what terms and what are you going to agree to and how's this all going to go down? 
um, you know, future audits, so forth and so on. So there's a lot of different types of things that can pop up in a, in a BSA audit. So again, I would encourage you to contact us if you're facing an, you know, a software audit with one of the companies. Now, I'm going to give you some of the main companies. Some people wonder, well, who are they? Who are the members of the BSA who comprise the Business Software Alliance? Companies like Microsoft, you may have heard of them. Apple, you may, you may have heard of, of that company as well. McAfee, Dell, Dell's another one, IBM, Rosetta Stone. Now, Rosetta Stone's an interesting one because, you know, sometimes employees um, being bored out of their minds or being underpaid or being stuck in a cubicle or abused or whatever the case, they start learning a second language. They start realizing, you know, if I could just pick up some Spanish here, um, I would make myself that much more marketable. And boss isn't looking, so what do I care? Download some Rosetta Stone or bring it from home or buy it on the internet, whatever the case may be. Come in, install it, maybe even give it to your cubicle mate. Say, here, why don't you do it while I'm doing it? Put your headphones on. The boss never even walks by. You can study a second language, you know, and, and then maybe even the second language would benefit our company while we're working here. You know, maybe it can benefit us. So that's where you have issues that can pop up of, you know, officers and directors and managers not keeping an eye on the ball, turning a blind eye. And as we know, that's not usually a good defense. Well, I didn't know. I just didn't know. You know, I simply didn't know. That's not usually a good defense. And I think most people are aware of that. So, you know, you need handbooks and policies. You need to supervise. You need to know what's going on. And you know you could be held liable for for your employees and contractors that are coming in and doing these things. So so you have to be very careful about that. So you have Rosetta Stone, um, that's on the list. Bentley, another software package. Adobe, as we talked about, um, and Autodesk being a, a big a big line of business that we do for architects and engineers and the AutoCAD software, very popular, you know, hard to beat AutoCAD. Everybody wants it, um, industry leader software. So um, there's other members. These are some of the main ones, but I hope that gives you just a feel for, I don't want to take your whole day up here. I hope that gives you a feel for what the BSA is, how it works, kind of what you can expect. We have a ton of information on our website. We've been, you know, in the trenches here posting information, trying to be as helpful as possible. Our firm likes to share information. We like to tell people what we know and put it out there and try to make the marketplace a better place. We do respect intellectual property rights. We are a firm that handles a wide variety of intellectual property cases, copyrights, trademarks, um, you know, some internet law and things like that. So, you know, we, we protect, we, we understand it, but also that being said, we know that these situations can be become one-sided. You can have Goliath taking on David and, and sometimes David needs some legal representation to, to basically survive the audit. So if you have any other questions, go to our website, softwareauditlawyers.com, softwareauditlawyers.com. That's where our information is. I got a ton, ton of stuff there for you. Um, I don't think any for any other firm has as much concrete information as we do. We put as much out as possible. 
We try to be the industry thought leader here and bring you the information. So if you have any more questions, softwareauditlawyers.com, or you catch us on the phone. Yes, we do use the phone, kind of like old school. <laughs> uh, you can catch us at 877-276-5084. That's 877-276-5084. This is Attorney Steve Vonner. We thank you for listening. Feel free to share this podcast on your social media networks. This is general legal information only and not a substitute for legal advice and not legal advice. I always love, I got to get that out there, right? So anyway, have a great day. Go forward and conquer. And we will talk with you again.